0: Hello, welcome to North Coast Calvary Chapel's audio podcast. Good morning, everyone. It's great to see you. Uh, I brought some friends with me. Uh, welcome, Marzia and Mariam. So I was at a party. I, you know I'm Mr. Magoo. You know that, right? And I just kind of go through life and and the Holy Spirit makes up for my deficits. And uh, so I'm at a party. I think it was a Halloween party. And the kids are going to go out in the neighborhood and I'm talking to a friend named Todd Burns who happens to be there and he says, "Hey, I've got these uh Iranian ladies coming. You know, they were in the prison, they they suffered for Jesus." And I'm just like, what, 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 wait, you know, the whole party stopped and and everyone else went out and got candy. And I was just glued on this story and he said, they're coming. And so I met them on Wednesday uh, and I saw, yeah, they're legit, they're the real deal. And uh, so then I said, could you please stay over uh, for the weekend and we're so glad that you did because I think your story is important for us. we're indebted to all of our friends around the world that I think influence our Christianity. In a long time, we've thought that America influences the world with our Christianity, and sometimes we do for good or for bad, but we need to learn, and particularly uh, from the persecuted church, and you're the real deal. You've been there. So, Miriam, um, let's start with your story. Uh, How did you come to Christ? Because in Iran, a lot of nominal uh, Muslims, in name only, uh, not just a very small fanatical group that is ruling, but you discovered Jesus.
1: Good morning, everyone. Um, We would like to thank Pastor Mark for his kind words. It's a pleasure to be here, and it's really a blessing for both of us To be able to share um, briefly what the Lord has done in our lives. Um, I came to Christ as a teenager um, through reading a little booklet that I have received from my sister. Um, The title of the booklet was His Name is Wonderful. Um, She said she had received it from from a man of the church near her university and one day she came home and she gave that little booklet to me and told me, read the booklet but don't read the last page because it's a conversion prayer for those who want to become Christians. You know, for all my life, from a very young age, I was searching for the truth, and I wanted to have two-way communication with God. In Islam, I had never experienced the love of God. I had never experienced His presence, and I I couldn't hear God's voice. And I remember that day when I came to my uh, went to my room and started reading that little booklet, I could feel a very strong presence in my room. I believe it was Jesus who was talking to my heart because... Um, that booklet was just part of book of Luke 20, 30 pages. And I remember each word that I was reading was just like, I was hearing God's voice talking to my heart because I was reading about Jesus for the first time and the work that he did on the cross for my sin. And I was reading that Jesus is the son of God, which was completely different from the teachings of the Quran that says Jesus is a prophet. And None of those words sounded strange or unbelievable to me. That's why I always tell people that Jesus himself witnessed and delivered to me the good news of salvation. And before that, he had prepared my heart for accepting the truth. So I remember I was in my room for two, three hours. I was crying because of the strong presence in my room. And when I got to the last page of the booklet, I felt that I had already known Jesus. That's why I read the written prayer, and I gave my heart to Jesus without any doubt or second thought. And praise God, the rest of my family members came to Christ at different times. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, I love those words. I, I felt like I had already known him because I think... That's how we all feel, that it's kind of a coming home uh, to the one that in your deepest part of your being you've always wanted to know and you suspected was there. That's so beautiful. Marzia, um, tell us your story, because it's a little bit different.
2: Yes, uh, Mariam and I both grew up in uh, in an Islamic country uh, that people don't have access to Bible or a church. Um, but I remember from my childhood, I always loved God and I wanted to find the truth about him. I had struggle, you know, with Islam, Islamic rules, because um, in Islam, they force us to pray namaz, bend in front of God, repeat Arabic words, which is not our language. And I had a lot of questions about these kind of rules, why I I have to uh, speak to my God in Arabic. My my language is Farsi. If I talk to him in Farsi, he won't understand me. I had a lot of questions. (laughs) um,
0: It's it's a good question.
2: Yeah, and... um, for the first time, God spoke to me through one of my dreams. Uh, in that dream, I remember I was praying to the sky. Suddenly, the sky opened and a white horse came down and started talking to me. He said, sit on my back. Uh, when I obeyed, he took me to a city where people coming out of a mosque, they were practicing Islamic rules. And at the beginning, they couldn't see me or the horse, um, And uh, but suddenly God revealed their real face to me Uh, they changed to savage animals and as soon as I saw their real faces uh, they could see me on top of the horse and they attacked me to take me off from that horse so the horse started running to save me uh, from those savage people but I remember a while I was held its neck I felt its love pouring into me with a power and purity I had never experienced and uh, we were you know, in the middle of a road that I awoke, um, I remember after I awoke um, for weeks, uh, every night I was crying because every night I was talking to God and I wanted to die to go to, uh, to God because uh, I tasted the love of God in that dream. That love was so amazing. I couldn't compare that love with any love in this world, even between two lovers, between parents and their children. The taste of love was so amazing, and that's why I wanted to go to him and taste that love again. And also, I, I, I believe God uh, revealed the real face of Islam to me in that dream. It was after that dream that you know I came to the conclusion that the most important part of being a believer is just me and God, my heart, talking to my God in my own language instead of just repeating meaningless uh, words. And uh, after that, a lot of, you know, miracles happened to my life. We don't have enough time to share all the details, but probably in future we will share more. Uh, I experienced, um, the I had the experience of healing for the first time. And uh, after, it was after that dream that somebody, uh, one of my friends talked to me about uh, Jesus for the first time. And she described to me that Jesus is the son of God. Which was unbelievable at that time, and I started reading Bible and uh, searching about the truth. And you know, many uh, I received. Uh, I saw. I had other visions that God shows me uh, the truth. And um, the most important experience that happened to me uh, was the day that I received uh, Holy Spirit, and I began to pray in tongues. And I remember that day. I. Uh, it was. 11 at night that I started uh, talking to God and I received the flames of Holy Spirit and I began to uh, pray in tongues and while I was talking to to God for a few seconds I saw Jesus in front of me he was uh, standing next to a large throne which was covering with shining gold and jewels and it was the first time that I could I could see Jesus with my eyes and I was you know praying kept praying it it took uh about four or five hours until 4 a.m I, I was i couldn't stop my mouth the power of god was so powerful on me i i had the fire of you know god at that time and all these experiences you know changed my whole life and i dedicated my my life to jesus i had um, a lot of difficulties a lot of time uh, a, lot, a lot of um, difficult times uh, but Jesus himself taught me how to live with him, how to walk with him every day. Because in Iran, it's, um, it's not possible, like here, to, to, to go to a church every weekend. And uh, I believe he himself built my faith. And I, since I tasted his love, I, I was in love with him too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Marzia, one of the things we appreciate is we've heard many people tell us about uh, visions happening in the Muslim world where Jesus so loves people that he pulls back the layers and reveals himself sometimes in dreams and visions because they have no other access uh, to know about Jesus, but it's, it's wonderful. I love that story about just you... Uh, Discovering love in the vision of that horse and then now you want love and you're pursuing and and then Jesus shows himself to be that love but it didn't always go well for you 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 kind of became very um, well trained disciples of Jesus you had other people come and disciple you and uh, you began when opportunities arose you would share Christ in Iran and you would hand out Bibles to people who wanted them in Iran, and eventually, uh, you were accused of apostasy, which is punishable by death, and you were convicted and sent to prison. And you didn't deny him, you, t- you stood strong. Um, tell me about that experience in the prison, nine months in prison for Jesus.
2: Yes, um, it was 2005 that I went to Turkey for learning more about Christianity. I met Miriam over there and we decided to return to Iran to start our mission. Uh, we distributed 20,000 New Testaments in different parts of Tehran and we had two house churches. And as a result of our activities, we got arrested in 2009 and we were sentenced to execution uh, by hanging because of our charge was apostasy, which is punishable by death but um, we believed that God had a purpose for us to send us to that prison uh, we were able to give the message of salvation to many prisoners who didn't have any hope we be- we both believed that we were more free inside prison rather than outside prison because we could share the message of salvation with anybody and nobody could stop us
0: once you're already yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're going to die so I might look well go for it
2: Yeah, and they were so desperate. I remember uh, once uh, one of the interrogators, he realized that we talked to prisoners about Jesus, and he was so mad at us, he shouted at me and told me, you need to stop talking about Jesus here. You are brainwashing um, our uh, youth people. And I told him, "Um, this is not our fault. This is your fault. You arrested us. You put us in this prison. That's why prisoners are curious. They ask us why you are here, so why we have to explain to them. But uh, while we were in prison, uh, you know, we learned a lot of lessons. The big lessons that we learned was that Uh, everywhere can be a church because before we go to that prison we had a different uh, view about church that church is just a nice building like here we can attend we can worship God but later we realized that this is not true everywhere can be a church even a dark place like Evan prison also uh, we learned how to live with the verses of uh, Bible in prison because for nine months we didn't have access to Bible but uh, we could remember those verses. God would remind us the verses of Bible. Um, For example, one of the verse that was so encouraging was was that, love your enemies and pray for those who persecuted you. I I remember practicing that verse was very difficult because everybody would insult us. They called us dirty Christians for months, but we learned how to live with those verses. That's why we encourage people, instead of just following rules, try to have a Personal relationship with Jesus, because this is very important. And uh, try to read, uh, to practice verses instead of just reading Bible, getting getting nothing about about it, just practicing the rules. It's very important to learn how to live with the verses of the Bible every day. And another lesson that uh, we learned is uh, how, how important is that to have a personal relationship with Jesus because when we are in difficulties, when we are in persecution, the only thing that can help us is our personal relationship with Jesus. <laughs>
0: I also like how you were servants to the other prisoners. You, you, I mean, these are very tough, tough, hardened people. Some that are there out of injustice and some that are there out of justice, but it feels very dark and very hardened and I think I would be prone to keep to myself because it's not safe. And, And you began to be kind and to serve the other women and they opened up to you, and it's, it's a picture for us to, to just evangelize through our kindness, and doors will open. Uh, Miriam, let me come back to you. I feel like um, you have a lot of lessons that you could tell us. You are Americans now, uh, but you've lived in both worlds, Iran and here, and are there things that uh, we need to know uh, that we can learn? From our Iranian brothers and sisters across the sea,
1: you know the church in Iran is the fastest-growing church in the world, um, and a big part of this church are Muslims who convert from Islam to Christianity. And you know that it is it is a crime of apostasy and blasphemy, and they risk you know they risk their lives um, by converting from Islam to Christianity. Many Iranians for the you know for four years we were. Um, um, we had mission in Iran, in Tehran, and in a few other cities, and for four years we were evangelizing Iranian people, people, and we didn't have even one bad experience. Everyone was so open because they had visions, they had dreams, and God had prepared their hearts. Even before we went to them and talked to them about Jesus and gave them a Bible, they were prepared to, re- to hear the message of salvation. You know, the people of Iran have been living under the theocracy for 40 years, and they are very tired of Islam and this Islamic regime because they know how Islam can destroy their lives. Um, They know the darkness that comes out of Islam. That's why they are very open to the message of Christianity, but they are risking their lives. You know, they it is illegal to have a Bible or to read a Bible. There is no building church in Iran, but there are hundreds of underground churches that people go there. They, they are very passionate to be part of, you know, this church community. And, um, you know, we believe that persecution is helping. Um, we don't say that this, this is a good thing, but God is using persecution to bring people to Jesus Christ, and they are very open to hear that. I think the big lessons, lesson that we can learn from not only the church in Iran, but the church, um, the persecuted church. There are many countries, um, you know, in which Christians live under persecution and they are not free to worship God um, or to have access to Bible or to go to a church. But they are standing on their faith, um, I believe, because they find something in Jesus Christ that they haven't found in other religions or in Islam. They experience, you know, having relationship with the true God. That's why they are standing on their faith. Hundreds of Christians are in prison today in Iran. And I think what we can learn from them is to appreciate the freedom that we have in this country We believe this is a blessing that we can come to church every Sunday. We have access to Bible. We can fellowship with other Christians. And I think not only we need to appreciate this freedom, but also we, we need to use this freedom to to help our brothers and sisters who, who live in, in persecuted countries like Iran, and also to reach out to people who need to hear the message of salvation, and also to that, the people who need to have um, that experience of living with Jesus every day here in this country in the United States, because we believe there are many people here in in America who don't know Jesus and who don't know how it is to have personal relationship with Jesus.
0: So well said. Um, Enjoy, but also use our freedom um, to advance the gospel, uh, to live it well every day. Here it is. You're free today. Um, I know we would love to hear them forever. And uh, so... Uh, We're arranging for them to come back and spend an entire evening with us in the new year. We'll average... Because I know you're filled with all kinds of questions. So what happened to the rest of your family? What was it like in prison? Um, and, And what are some of the stories in prison? How did you get out of prison? Why are you in America now? And all of those questions, uh, you guys need to come back and answer those questions for us. Uh, So we'll keep you posted on the date of that as soon as we can arrange it. I'm guessing it'll probably be after the holidays. And I find, for my faith, uh, the things that have sharpened my faith the most have been painful things. Uh, I would love to say that it's just... uh, in the easy areas, but um, it's been, being around sickness, it's being around death, and for me, being around the persecuted church has strengthened my faith, and so I think this is a gift to have you come and uh, strengthen our faith. Um, I would love for you uh, both to pray a blessing on us, but I know that we have many Iranian friends here that would probably love to hear just a little bit of Farsi in your prayer, and then I'll, uh, I'll pray for you.
2: خداوندا شکرت می برای رحمتت برای محبتت برای اینکه تو پدر ما هستی برای اینکه تو مهیا کننده هستی تو دل های ما رو میبینی خداوندا نیازهای ما رو میبینی خداوندا شکرت می برای این کلیسا برای تک تک اعضایی که خداوندا تو این کلیسا شرکت میکنن خداونده خداوندا که تو حضور تو با تک تک این عزیزان باشه با تک تک افرادی که خداوندا امروز اینجا نشسته من که تو با قلبشون صحبت کنی خداوندا تو نیازهاشون رو میدونی مش جلالتشون رو میدونی زخم هاشون رو میدونی به نام عیسی مسیح خداوندا این کلیسا رو و شبان این کلیسا رو تک تک عزیزانی که خداوندا خدمت میکنن که نام تو را جلال بدن خداوندا به حضور تو بلند میکنیم ای روح القدس و میخایم که تو زندگیشون رو تبدیل کنیم میخایم که خداوندا یاد بگیرن که چطور به تو اعتماد کنن و اون رابطه شخصی رو خداوندا اون ارتباط قلبی رو خداوندو با تو برقرار کنند. به نام عیسی مسیح خداوندا تک تک این عزیزانی Mm. Mm. Let, me, let
0: me pray for them. Lord, thank you. Thank you uh, for our new sisters in Christ who are now friends. And we pray a blessing upon them. We pray for your protection over them. We pray, God, thanking you, celebrating the fact that uh, many of their family members have been able to come out of Iran uh, to join them, and we pray for Marzia's father, that he might be able to join her uh, in in coming out of Iran as well, that you would heal him and uh, touch him in his sickness. And then, Father, we pray that you would awaken the church in America uh, to seize the moment to the moment that we enjoy of freedom, and then God we pray, thanking you for the great revival in Iran, and we pray that you would strengthen our brothers and sisters there, uh, that it would only increase the the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in Iran would only increase, and God that you would expose even further uh, the tyranny of the regime in Iran, and that, Lord, we pray for a new day for that country of freedom. And we pray all of this in Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. Amen. Thanks for listening this week. If you're looking for ways to serve, give, or get connected, please visit our website, northcoastcalvary.org.